0: One, two, three, do it. Oh, <laughs>
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Scolders Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Brownerkle. With me as always, like a patriot, Mike Anderson. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well.
0: Having a bit of deja vu right yeah. now, but
1: uh... do we get a five year penalty for the full start <laughs> that we just had there? You guys won't hear that. Maybe we'll no, I ought to the footage. You can't hear it. But uh, yeah. We're watching some football on a Tuesday, Mike. Thursday night football on a Tuesday. Yeah,
0: yeah, let's leave it at that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So, um, yeah, interesting the last couple of weeks of football, but <clears throat> Vikings narrowed escape with a win versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. One game that we kind of thought was going to be close, based on how Jacksonville was playing some of these teams, and, uh, you know, here we are. It was a close game, and it was a game that almost got a hand for the Vikings, but we wound up pulling it out, and here we sit at five hundred for the first time in the season.
0: Well, we thought it could be close. Uh, I projected us to win by 17, but also preface that with the fact that most likely it means the game would be close because I have been wrong on almost every single prediction uh, this year, which bodes well for what will be my prediction later uh, today, tonight, whatever it is.
1: You're, you're going to predict a... Anyway, we'll are going yeah. we'll get there.
0: But uh, yeah, they, they end up edging Jacksonville out in overtime, uh, but a win is a win. You know. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, the, you know, they they call these games, you know, sometimes ugly wins, but wins are hard in the NFL. You know.
0: Yeah, they are. I mean,
1: you, you look at the Raiders this week. I mean, <laughs> barely, barely escaping with their lives over the yeah. Jets. So sometimes you get you get that one team that's just got. Well,
0: Giants have won four in a row. They beat Seattle. Well, um, Washington beats an undefeated Pittsburgh team uh, this week, and you know you have a, a Cowboys team that's. In a game in the second half against Baltimore, in a game Baltimore absolutely must have. So, yeah, uh, yeah you, you got teams across the league. You know, we, we've seen it year to year, but I think, you know, we were talking before the show that this year more than ever, it just seems like, any given night or day or <laughs> in, in certainly any day of the week at this point, um, teams can go out and and, and uh, show up depending, not depending on the record, right? Uh, you, you look right. at Atlanta. Uh, absolutely coming in and taking care of Minnesota when they didn't have a win. You know, week to week, you can find an example of a team um, overachieving and, and certainly other teams underachieving.
1: Absolutely. and You know, so throw the bigger mention, you know, look at Baltimore last week. They had, what, like I think a dozen or so players on, on the COVID reserve list and yeah. plenty of starters on that list. I think cap-wise they had almost a third of their cap total on – on uh, the COVID reserve list there, so um, and a given Sunday you have you have that happen and you still need to go out there and play the game. And um, For Baltimore explicitly, like I think we said, I think I mentioned last week, um, like for the next three weeks they, they have to play on six days rest just based on how that schedule had to slide. Yeah. So <clears throat> how that affects them in the long term, you know, who knows, but you, you kind of see how some of these things are just throwing everything up in the air where, you know maybe last year some of these games don't quite come down to the wire or you know Pittsburgh's able to handle Washington if they don't have that kind of weird yeah weird push around of the schedule you know who knows there's so much up in the air and everyone's a creature of habit so you start to disrupt that and things can just get wonky you can start forgetting stuff you can not quite be as prepared as you'd want to be
0: well and I think the confidence level right now um, in in various fan bases is uh, drastically different than it was maybe, you know, five, six games in the season. Uh, you know, you and I, over the years here doing the podcast, have, have you know, been lucky enough to kind of gain some some friendships uh, throughout the league and, and just knowing people that live throughout the country. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've got a, a lot of friends out in the Seattle area. And right now, after this loss to the Giants, um, you know, they're really <laughs> – disinterested, if you will, right. in, in Seattle. And, and it's crazy to think of that because, you know, Minnesota fans looking at Seattle with, I believe that one extra win than us, um, including obviously a tiebreaker risk are, are envious of that. But, uh, you know, Minnesota's what won five of their last six, I think. Yep. Uh, so we talked about it the last couple of weeks. I mean, it's all about playing quality football down the stretch. Uh, you know, Minnesota doing that right now. Now, they've got a couple of difficult games, one of which we're going to uh, talk about here at length on uh, the second half of the show. But um, the fact that we're in a position to potentially make the playoffs, right now I believe we're in the playoffs.
1: Correct. Right now we are currently sitting at the seventh seed, courtesy, courtesy of um, the Rams beating Arizona. So because I, I believe it goes to conference record between us and Arizona, um, we have that tiebreaker right now. So...
0: So there you have it. I mean, it, it, there's basically you're, you're controlling your own destiny at this point. And then
1: uh, luckily next week we'll get into We play against Tampa Bay. They're in the playoff hunt. Um, we're one game behind them, so we play them. We have, I think all four of our, our last matchups are against AFC, or NFC opponents. So yeah, it's all in front of us, and, and two of them are currently slotted in the playoffs right now. So
0: Yeah. Um, but I mean, ultimately we're going to have to clean up some of the mistakes from the the 27, 24. So, uh, you look at, it, it was a sloppy game. Uh, there was missed extra points from Bailey, missed field goal. Um, there was interceptions on both sides of the ball. There were lost fumbles on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, the first drive for Jacksonville, they come down and, uh, Throw a pass down the left sideline that goes off the arm or through the hands of one of our DBs. Close
1: to us intercepting it, and then their receiver was just in the right place. Ends
0: up, I actually had thrown my hands up and done one of the "oh, you got to catch that" and missed the ricochet into the Jacksonville And then then I look down and and they had and I score. I'm like, what? And I, you know, so weird start. you know, it it just was one of those games, which you know I think against a, a better football team, you're probably not going to come back and, and get that right. W. But uh, that doesn't matter. They have to learn from it. We we unexpectedly lose uh, Kendricks moments before the game started. He was warming up. They actually had a video of it. Uh, you know, he was he's kind of doing a little high step here back and forth. I think ended up tweaking a calf.
1: I think that's what they reported now, and we haven't heard anything yet because. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they practice yet. They practice first time for tomorrow.
0: Yeah, so we don't have news on that, unfortunately. I, I think if we were betting men, um, I would say you're probably not going to see him this week, right? Just
1: yeah, I mean, it depends on obviously the severity of it, but if it's something that takes him out of the game, I have to imagine it's severe enough to where you'd be in jeopardy going into.
0: Yeah, I mean, just the fact that they went, he went from moments before the game in full pads to ruled out. Yeah, you know that that if it would have been like, oh hey, he's questionable, he's going to the locker room, we're going to check. It was no, he's out. Boom. Yeah. Um. So again, we don't know that for sure, but there's a, a very real chance that you're going to add to the laundry list that is the Vikings' defense um, of injuries. You know, it, it
1: was you know injuries happen. You, you know, you got to play, but obviously it takes something to, away from this defense when you have, I think. Not even arguably the best cover linebacker in the NFL in 2020 um, goes out moments before the game, and you're relying on him to start. Yeah, right. It's a whole different story if he's out on Wednesday, and you realize he's going to be a long shot to play because then yeah. you can you can more mentally prepare for that as a backup um, and be like, okay, this is where I got to be, and you can try to mask that deficiency in certain different ways. But right before the game, that's a, that's a tough loss, and I think we saw that throughout the game in some of the the. The middle spots that were just wide open for some of their wide receivers and yeah. tight ends. So,
0: <clears throat> yeah, I, I felt they immediately uh, were trying to take advantage of 100%, that. 100 yeah. and um, you know the Vikings obviously were were able to make enough plays to get a to get a win, and and I would say a big portion of that was on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Dalvin Cook ended up running for another 120 yards. I think he had an, close to another 60 through the air, 180. Um, so when you look at that, I think he's really separated himself for total yards from scrimmage across the NFL. Uh, Justin Jefferson had another big game, I think, uh, eight or nine catches for 121 and a score. Mm-hmm. Um, really trying to separate himself for Rookie of the Year uh, You know, award. I think uh, Justin Herbert had a bad game. They lost 45 to nothing. Uh, This week, which really took him a step back.
1: And I I think if you put Justin Jefferson against any other wide receiver in this draft class, I think I think he there's no comparison. No, so so really, you're against quarterbacks and Joe Burrow's out. Like maybe you can make the argument Joe Burrow if you were to finish up the season strong. Yeah,
0: but or or again, maybe the James Robinson, which we talked about from Jacksonville. Who you know again had had a decent game. He had close to eighty yards and a score. Another thirty through the air. He's having a hell of a season when you look at his stats. But hell of a season, but he's not, a one in 12 yeah. te- one in eleven, one in twelve team now.
1: And he's not transcendent in, in the way that I think Justin Jefferson is in the wide receiver conversation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you mentioned offense side, but we'd be remiss if we didn't mention at least the one defensive stuff that I can think of in Cam Danzler. Right. I mean, he goes out there and he allows one catch, and the one catch that he did allow, he ends up forcing a fumble um, and recovering said fumble. And then he also had a pick later on in the game. Just a hell of a game for the kid. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, the offense started to get it done there in the second half, I think more so the fourth quarter. I don't think we did anything in the third, right, if I'm not mistaken? Um, uh,
0: five points in the th- or sorry, 13 points in the third. Okay, okay, so we did. Sorry, our biggest quarter.
1: Okay. Sorry, I had that backwards. So that was the Hannah and Jefferson. Um, yep. Yep, yep. With, the, with the second missed extra point. Um, so, yeah, um, <clears throat> offense obviously did its job. Would 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 prefer them to be better in the first half to begin with? But that said, uh, I don't think we win that game if Cam Dancer doesn't come out there and ball the way he does. If we right. don't get those two turnovers, I think that, that fumble recovery that he had... Um, I think we scored a touchdown off of that one, if I'm not mistaken. Right. half. So <laughs> defense, this is this is what we talked about before the season started. This is what I was harping on, on these young DBs is you get these guys some confidence. You get these guys some reps where they're seeing things a little bit differently. Everything's getting more easy to them for muscle memory. They're understanding what the base coverages are, and they're starting to pepper in some of these wrinkles and starting to jump some of these routes like Cam Dansler is, and now you, you see the benefits of that, right? So if that's not a forced fumble recovery, that next time that might be an interception because maybe he gets a step on that, and that's two interceptions instead of one. But it's still two takeaways for for one of these young yeah. guys that you drafted. So um, phenomenal game for him. I think I think we had a D lineman that graded out pretty well. He had like four pressures on eleven snaps, something like that. Um, another point we didn't mention: DJ Wanam out this week, and he's been a very productive yeah. edge rusher for us with um, the absence of Hunter this yeah. season. So. Um, yeah, just just an odd game. I mean, 24 points is, is relatively a lot to give up on, on defense, but you take away that one fluky touchdown, 17-point outing, that's not bad. That's not bad. We, we would take that, I think, in any normal game. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, Dantzler, uh, 100% of the defensive snaps, that interception, fumble recovery, uh, continues to get better and better, um, you know, uh, play after play, and... and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> He'll have he'll have a task this week with with the receivers that are going to be lined up on on the other side. So uh, certainly great to see that pick panning out. I think um, you know you hope that Gladney can also you know continue to improve and, mm-hmm. and uh, if Kendricks is out for a while, uh, they're they're really really going to need those players to, to play smart, right? Um, not saying that they. They have to be in perfect position every single play, but um, they really, really, really are going to have to take a step forward um, sooner than later, right? We've we've kind of been treading water. I I feel like in some of these games, getting by, pulling the win out. Uh, but man, you look at some of the teams that are coming up here in in Tampa, New Orleans. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna need some consistent play out of the defense for sure.
1: Consistent play, and I think what we were talking about during the game is <clears throat> some of the corners were in position, but they're just not making the plays. Yeah. they're not they're not making the breakup. They're not. Uh, we've the seen that all year, it, right? You know. So at some point, you need to turn that corner, or we're just not going to make yeah. it, right? So <clears throat> when your offense struggles, that's when your defense needs to start locking it down. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully this week we can get DJ Walton back, and we can start to put some pressure on Tom Brady. Um, I think it was it was as short as. Three years ago, when we had um, that game against the Patriots, and like you would, you would be crazy to blitz Tom Brady because you would just get it out and quick. Now it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. So it, it seems like he's more susceptible to that blitzing package. So I'd be curious to see what what Mike Zimmer is is going to draw up on that front. Um, obviously, we've transitioned into the second half of the show here, but uh, before before we fully get into that, anything else we want to touch on with with the Jaguars, you know. <clears throat>
0: Uh no, I, I mean I don't think so. It was it was certainly a a choppy game, and <laughs> you know it it is what it is, right? We we got the W, and we're on to we're we're on to Tampa Bay.
1: Yep, we're on to Tampa Bay. Um, so there we go. So <clears throat> yeah, it, it, I'm just kind of curious as to see. What what the defensive strategy is against Tampa Bay, knowing that they have so many offensive weapons? You know, what, what do you what do you choose to prioritize? There, do you choose to prioritize trying to give um, your D, your DBs more help, or do you say, okay, you've had the better part of the season, you've been starting to make more plays. We're going to rely on you to make some plays on the back end. Well, we're going to try to get after the quarterback and get him rattled and make him make some poor decisions.
0: I mean, to me, I think I think you have to try to get pressure to Brady, right? Uh, historically, he's been very frustrated if if you're able to get to him, right? That's that's where we've seen the Tom Brady that can just shut down, gets mad on the sideline, throws a few interceptions. Uh, when he's able to to step back and confidently make those throws, you see a Brady that can be a nightmare, especially mm-hmm. with the weapons that he has now. So. Uh, You know, let's just say worst case scenario that there's no Kendricks. I think that uh, if it's me, I'm going to pick, you know, essentially two of two of the wide receivers, two of the three really talented ones. Right. They've got Evans Godwin and Antonio Brown. Uh, I think you you try to to give help to maybe two of the three. And then you're going to put, you're going to entrust probably uh, Dantzler or some whoever you feel most confident in, I, w- I would assume maybe Dantzler, onto maybe an Antonio Brown one-on-one. And then you're going to have to rely on on Wilson or, or some of the uh, linebackers to cover Gronk, right? You, you forget about yeah. Gronk mm-hmm. as a safety net underneath, also a guy that can make a move and, and Cut right down the, the seam in the middle. So um, it's going to take some really smart play from the safeties. I think you're going to have to have a nearly perfect game from uh, Harrison Smith and, and Anthony Harris because we're going to need them to, to deliver some big hits, uh, most likely across the middle, also read coverages. Uh, and so I think in order for them to be successful, Zimmer is going to need to get creative and try to bring some uh, pressure from other areas. We've seen him do that the last few games to try to mask the inexperience on the defensive side yep. of the ball. And, and I think that's no different here. Now, the problem is Tampa's coming off a bye, right? And so, um, you know, Arians, Brady, it's a smart group, right? Evans, got maybe not as much Godwin, but um, certainly Antonio Brown, you've, you've got a group of individuals that has now been able to look at tape from the last few weeks and understand the things they're going to do. Um, anytime you give players that caliber that much time to plan ahead, uh, it's one of those, let's weather the storm for the first half of the game right. and just try to get to halftime, give yourself a chance, and, you know, try to win it in the second half, in my opinion, right? I, I think uh, that's that's a big takeaway for me is is I'm going to need the Vikings to just keep this thing within a touchdown going into the locker room at halftime.
1: Right, and, and just to kind of further your point on, on there, you know, giving those guys those two weeks of tape, um, especially when you're looking at a group as, as young as our DBs are, um, you can almost rely on the fact that they're not really gonna have a lot of wrinkles in their back pocket. So their 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 abilities and their movements are pretty are gonna be pretty limited versus someone who's been a six year vet in the league and, and knows like, okay, if I kinda show this way, you know, I can kinda control the wide receiver a little bit with how I'm trying to cover him. You know, that kind of thing, where he's got other wrinkles that he can throw at you that you might not necessarily know week to week. These guys were—they just don't have the knowledge base. They Haven't had time to absorb enough yet. They might not have those kind of wrinkles, and that could be exploitable for some of these veteran wide receivers, especially with a veteran quarterback in tandem like like um, Brady and Gronk. Like they've—they've they've worked together for so long. Gronk could have came in off the sidewalk this week, and I would have been like, okay, that's a dangerous connection. Be be aware of that because he knows exactly where he's going to be on the field. The timing is perfect for those two. They just know what the heck's going on. They played together so long. Yep. So that's that's one thing we got to watch out for. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It, but I, I think you're exactly right. I think I think you want to keep this game tight. The second half. It seems like the second half has been where we've started to to really um, pick up steam in a lot of these games, um, where, where they end up close like this. So if you can keep it within striking distance and you don't give them a defensive touchdown right out of the second, right right out of the gate in the third quarter, I think we'll have a very good chance to win this game. But over the last three games, I think we've done that three times. <laughs> so right. It's it's getting a little bit frustrating at this point from the offensive side where it, some of this is just shooting ourselves in our own foot and giving giving takeaways for you know loads and loads of points. And yep. you can't have that if you're expecting to win these games. Right.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it'll be a fun one, right? I think you and I were talking before. We would never have expected to be having a – a playoff podcast, if you will. Um, now we know there's, you know, uh, there's work to be done. There's four, mm-hmm. four games left, I think. Correct. Um, but when you're one and five and you've lost the amount of players that you have on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I mean, Hey, this team could have laid over and, and it rolled over and died essentially. Right. Yep. You, I think, um, and
1: it could have been competing with Jacksonville for yeah. number one, number one. Pick. I mean, you
0: were there, we had a podcast where you, mm-hmm. you were ready for the tank, um, and and I think a lot of fans were, but I think it speaks to the veterans on this team. It speaks to Mike Zimmer um, in that hey, listen, we can get back into this thing. They have right, so that's it. That's huge because now they look at the standings, they see themselves in the playoffs, yep. right? So the veterans are going to be ready to go. The at rookies th- are starting at to believe. And
1: this it's listen, we're here. Absolutely, it's up to us not to lose it.
0: Absolutely, yep. And so
1: it's, it's no longer it's no longer you're fighting to get you're there. Now keep it.
0: Yeah. And and you've got a little bit of swagger because you're five and one and you're you're knowing your previous six games. So, um, I mean exciting exciting to have a game that, you know, is meaningful, right? We we get Aikman and Buck. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be fun on Sunday. But um, you know, when you look at the Tampa Bay side, they they've lost three of four going into the bye week that they're on right now. Now granted, uh, those losses are to the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Rams, right? So um three good football teams, right? Uh, but they were, I believe actually all at home. So take that with what, what you want. I mean, the, maybe we should look into this. What is the home record this year for across the league? Because it, it's, I, I
1: think it's dipped massively. Yeah. Um, it's like, certainly, I, I, certainly I think what the graphic is, way. but it seems like it's like under 500% now. It, okay. It's, it's, it's dipped so much. Um, which game did they get blown out? They got did they get blown out at the Saints? Yeah, 3-38. To, yeah. to three. They lost to the Saints, and the last two games they lost twenty-seven to twenty-four. So they're, they're still playing some games. Yeah. Um. So. Well,
0: granted the Chiefs, <sighs> I mean, yeah.
1: I mean, it's still it's the what Chiefs. It is. If they if they lose the Chiefs by three, that's yeah.
0: No, it it is. You know. um, but point being, I, th- I think is that Tampa Bay is mortal, right? Uh, we've seen Brady get exactly. frustrated. You know, it, it's it, it's a game that I think a lot of fans here are probably like, all right, go go prove to me, right? I know you've gone 5-1, but people look at that Dallas loss. They look at the Dallas loss, the Atlanta loss, the, the lack of the ability to gain a half yard in the Seattle game,
1: uh-huh.
0: the not finishing out Tennessee. Um, you know, the, the, those are the things that that skeptical Vikings fan is looking at. And I think even myself... I look at that Dallas game and I look at the Atlanta game, right? And, and they're home games that you come out and, and just can't get the win when if we had one more win right now, we'd be in a much comfortable, much more comfortable position, mm-hmm. right? So um, I, I think this is another opportunity for Minnesota to surprise some people, right? Look at it as uh, we go into Lambeau, right? They, you go in there and they dominated Green Bay right? Um, They've had games like that. I think the game at Seattle was surprising for the most part.
1: Uh, Yeah, we were dominant for the majority of that game, and then you just end up, you know, young defense is young defense. Yeah, so... You give it up in the end, so...
0: I mean, the flashes have been there, but, you know, let's see if we can do it again, And, and I guess as we talk about this game, I mean, what is what are some of the things that you think are going to be of importance? Maybe let's start on the offensive side of the ball. We kind of have hinted at defensively. We'll, we'll touch on it just a moment more here. But um, if we flip over to the offense, I mean, obviously Tampa Bay has, a, I believe, a really good run defense. Um, so this might not be a game where they're going to give Delvin, you know, 40 touches and say, hey, carry us all the way there because uh,
1: it's not going to be there. that
0: recipe might not work.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right there. I, I don't think that's the recipe that, that, that we win this game. I mean, obviously the Vikings are still going to run because that's just how their offense is built. I, I would be surprised if we didn't see a lot of the runs and we just see a lot of the runs that are for two yards and two yards and two yards and we have to pass, you know. Um, but I think for me, the, the key part is you looked at um, last week, and I, I think I put this point in there um, – just just specifically because last week was Bradbury's second best game as a pro and Reef continues to be very solid. You wouldn't believe that from what what the the stat sheet showed last week of, of quarterback sacks and how much Cousins was under duress because Cousins was holding on the ball too long, he was making poor decisions in the pocket, and he was causing um some some havoc on himself. Right? So I'm looking at Cousins to kind of snap back to November Cousins, right? Get us back to that November Kirk because you can't have those negative plays against Tampa Bay. They will capitalize. They have the weapons on the opposing side of the ball, and they have a defense that's good enough to capitalize. All right, the Jaguars are what the Jaguars are. They're 1-11 for a reason. They can't capitalize fully on Kirk's mistakes like that, but Tampa Bay can. They're in the playoff hunt for a reason. They're, they're touted as a very strong player in the playoffs for a reason. So you cannot have those same mistakes. You have to be cleaner on the ball from Kirk Cousins, and you need to start feeding Justin Jefferson. We have the def- the Offensive Rookie of the Year frontrunner. I, I don't know why it's not a lock for him right now, but he's a frontrunner for that, and he's capable of absolutely destroying teams. We've seen that. We've seen that in multiple cases. And then you have Theo in opposite him. Right? So you, we need to utilize those weapons because Delvin is not going to, like you said, Delvin is not going to get us there. So let Kirk freed up, and what's let's, let's, let's scheme up some nice passing plays where we can get these guys open in space. Yeah. And I think that's that's the way you have to, to beat them on offense. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with
0: you. I think that I'm hoping they're going to get creative in ways to get Delvin the ball in space, right? So I think while I don't want to see him just hand just them handing it off, you know, 25, 30 times and just hoping that eventually he breaks free and, and you know, we control the game. I think kind if they can... Get more screens can, and pulls. Yeah, and maybe pitches. the screens and, and different different looks, different looks right. in the running game. Uh, and I think that if you can do that, some of those looks can maybe result in, in the play action where Cousins is able to roll out the other way. Uh, try to get Jefferson and Thielen in one-on-one coverage. I think when, they've, when we've been able to do that this year, they've taken advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... Hopefully we maybe get Irv Smith back this week. Um, again, at the time of this recording, yeah. we have zero injury update on any of the players.
1: That was, that was a pretty big piece I was missing last week, too. We, we were missing a couple of those big weapons. Yeah. So,
0: um, so I, I think creatively getting down on the ball. And then and then it, I agree with you, right? Maybe look to Justin Jefferson. Um, we were just talking. He's, he's having a fantastic year, but he's, he's kind of doing it in games where, um, you know, I guess he's not doing it in necessarily primetime games. You know, you right. pulled up the Seattle game. I think he had, what, 20? Were you saying 20 or 40 yards, something like that? Yeah, so it gets,
1: um, you don't really think that, that he, should, he should have more than that, you would think.
0: Yeah, and we, we've seen Dalvin carry us, right, a, a couple games. We get, Dalvin's put the Vikings on his back, right? Thielen's had a couple of uh, two-touchdown games. And Jefferson, certainly as a rookie receiver, is having a fantastic year. Um, I'm, I'm not, not saying anything to the contrary, but... Uh, you know, if he really wants to kind of put that stamp on the Rookie of the Year award, uh, this is an opportunity for him to do that, right? Because Thielen, Dalvin are going to, to get a lot of attention. Uh, we get Irv back. I think, you know, the, the tight ends will also garner enough attention. And, and Justin Jefferson's going to have an opportunity to maybe uh, make even more of a name for himself mm-hmm. this week. And, uh, man, it'd be fun if he was able to do so.
1: Well, yeah, just just to, to go back to the Justin Jefferson point here. Um, you look at okay, the Seattle game where we lose by one point, he had uh, three catches for twenty three yards. The Green Bay game where we dominated, obviously because it was Dalvin. You know, he had all of our four touchdowns, but again, three catches for twenty six yards. Um, so some of these bigger games where you think, okay, let's, let's get him going. He's not he's not really going right. So um, it's it, it's just it's just very odd. It's like why aren't you using that more? That, that should be, like, you look at the film and you see him open constantly. So it's, it's kind of frustrating in one sense where I'm hoping we can turn this corner and be like, okay, listen, the run game is not working. Let's open this up quicker. Let's not wait till halfway through the third quarter before we start to open up the playbook and start to throw at Justin Jefferson and give him some yards. Let's not, let's not wait till the fourth quarter for him to start accumulating yards. With him entering yeah. entering second half already with a hundred yards and five catches and two TDs.
0: Well, and I, I think the thing that that does too is is we've you nailed it right. We've we've kind of put ourselves a lot of times in a position where it's we're weirdly enough we're down 8, 10, 12 points, and I'm confident that the offense has the ability to get us back. and is going to have the ability to get us back in it, right? And the defense is going to settle down and I. I think you you were kind of hinting at it earlier. Could, could we flip that script a little bit, where uh, much like the Green Bay game or, or Seattle game, mm-hmm. we're the team that kind of emerges and takes that lead early, yeah, and 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 give Zimmer a chance to get creative, and then and then I think the big difference here is offensively, don't go into that safe mode, right. Right. This isn't a team that should shift into that safe mode and run Delvin, Delvin, or oh, try to pass inside the, the, you know, throw across the middle five yards on third and seven to Rudy. The, the, Keep the, the offense be, going.
1: The goal should be to get Justin Jefferson Keep 300 it yards and four touchdowns. The, this team game. should start to play like they're behind yeah. all the time, you know? Because that's when we've seen this this really this offense really come alive.
0: And I understand that at times when you're really behind, defenses are doing different things, right? They're going to give up underneath, but... the. I don't think that's necessarily been the case where we've been thriving. The defenses, the opposing defense have still been in positions where it's a one-score game, where they can't give up points. Right. Um, they're trying to close out a game, and we're still thriving. So shift that mentality to a majority of the time, right? I, and I'm always, I'm reminiscent of like the '98 Vikings. I felt yeah. that offense always played that way. They always acted like we're going to score and we're going to try to score as quickly as we can. Right. And, and, you know, Kansas City of, of a year ago or a couple of years ago took that approach. And I just – you've seen it work, and I don't know why – I don't know why teams don't go. I don't know if it's because you don't want to have your defense on the field too much if you're constantly – Right. But there's got to be a balance, and I think the Vikings are the sort of team that should really try to embrace that fast-forward
1: approach. Well, I mean, if you, just, if you just break it down into pieces, right? So if you start throwing deep balls to Justin Jefferson, that's exclusively what you start running for four or five plays. Okay, they're going to start taking that away. Then what does that open up? That opens up, you know, front and center and in the middle, so now you can start running your Delvin outside runs and your Delvin pitches and your Delvin um, screen passes, and you can start gassing from that way. Then they start to bring it back in, and that opens back up Justin Jefferson. And once the middle opens up again, that's, that's your, your bread and butter for your Irv Smith and your Kyle Rudolph. So this offense has the ability and has playmakers on every single level of the defense. So why aren't we mixing that up more? Why are we always just hammering Delvin until the time when we need to open it up to Justin Jefferson? Why aren't we going, okay, we're going to take a shot here every five plays, we're going to take a shot to Justin Jefferson. If it works, great. If it doesn't, hey, you know what, we're taking that shot, we're keeping that defense honest, where they're not going to be completely stuffing the run because they know nine times out of ten, on second and ten, we're running with Delvin. Open this thing up. like, and I think we've seen bits and pieces of that, where we see some of those fourth down, like fourth and threes, and... Kirk will go for that that long touchdown bomb. We've seen some of that where there's some freedom there, but I, I just wish it wasn't so conservative. Like like I think we've been harping on this for the last five minutes. Here, it feels like, but um, just yeah, just open it up. We have the playmakers. Yeah, you have a young stud and Justin Jefferson. Use him. Make him like undisputed best rookie ever in the position. Like why why is this so hard to do?
0: Yeah. No. I, exactly. And and uh, I I think that. It's a good opportunity to to kind of show off the the weapons we have offensively. Uh, you look at the remaining game. I believe is is in the order might not be correct here, but something like Detroit, New Orleans, Chicago, Chicago, New Orleans, Detroit, something along those lines. Um, you kind of lose. You're going to take a step down from the offenses you're going to face after that, right? Maybe if breezes is back. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how concerned someone should be with Taysom Hill. Granted, they've continued to win football games. Um, <laughs> Kamara hasn't exactly, you know, put the lights out lately. Michael Thomas has been up and down as well, but here they are constantly winning. But um, that's a different podcast. I, I mean, point being is that Tampa has some weapons to really beat you everywhere. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a great opportunity to see what the Vikes are made of. Um God forbid they they win this football game. I think you're going to shift a lot of people from from the tank for Trevor tank for Trevor mindset, and we're like, all right, whatever. If they sneak in, they're going to lose. To all right, hey, I can get behind this team that's gone six and one in the last. They got three more to go. Um, in my opinion, that the NFC is relatively open. Right we've we've played we've played well against a lot of the top teams. And we're gonna to get to see what we're made of against the other few.
1: And this this is the thing, right? So you know, just having this conversation today with a coworker. worker um, The Vikings have have split with Green Bay, okay? We dominated them in one. The other one we made it semi close towards the end, okay. So, I mean, in a playoff matchup there, I don't think that's clearly one sided. You look at us versus Tampa Bay, if we play them tight, even if we win. That one is is a close close matchup. There we played Seattle within a point. We had several several different uh, times in that game where we could have won. Uh, New York Giants. I mean, yeah, they've been playing well of late, but that division is still not great. And I mean, it's yeah, they just beat the undefeated. They, no, Washington beat the undefeated Steelers. Sorry, um, <clears throat> but then you look at the Saints, and we bounced them in in two of the last three years of playoffs. So. <laughs> You look at this this NFC field, and this, like you said, this is wide open. Like any of these matchups against the Vikings, I, I don't think that's like, yep, we're not going to win that game. That's completely out of the picture. So you just got to make the dance at this point, I think. Like even the Rams, are you looking at the Rams? we I think Zimmer's like two and two against the Rams, so it's it's you never
0: know. You never know, and thats it's a good callback to almost the beginning of the show where anything can go right now, right? Yeah. And, and and we hinted at the end of last show, look at, unfortunately, some of the COVID situations that have happened where pl- big-name players have yep. been ruled out last minute. We had tonight. Now, granted, Dez isn't a big-name player anymore, but uh, Des Bryant ruled out of a game You know, moments before the game started. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you're necessarily going to see that happen in the playoffs to and Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, something of that nature. But we have seen players test positive and then are out for a week or two. And if that happens to one of these top seeds in the NFC, anything goes. And even if it doesn't happen, again, Minnesota has proven at times this year that they're able to play. And and so um, I think as a fan, you should be optimistic, and you should want to cheer for them to win at this point, Yeah. right? I mean, at this point, you're hundred. Keep
1: it going. Listen, if if anyone out there is still thinking, okay, we should just be losing for the draft pick, l- let me let you know in something right now. Right now, we are not going to be anywhere near the top twelve of the draft order. Okay, it's not going to happen. It's it that ship's already sailed. So at this point, you're sitting there in that middle range anyway, where the order really doesn't matter. You look at the the amount of players that have come out of that middle range; it really does not matter. Um, so. <laughs> Especially with Rick, he's going to make some deals. He's going to trade down if he ends up in the higher end of that. And we're going to end up with some, some different players anyway. But the thing I'm saying is this. Losing 10 draft spots because you make the playoffs versus not, is not going to matter at this point. It's right. just not going to matter. So why don't we just make a run at this, have some fun. Let's see what we can do with this team. Let's see how high this team can fly. Maybe this team can get to 10-6 and 6 and prove us all wrong. Maybe this team can get ten 10-6 and, and, and make some ways in the playoffs. Maybe this team can get the 10-6, and six, be the 7-seed, and be the first 7-seed to win the damn Super Bowl. Oh, do there we, we go. I'm just saying. Why not us? I like it. Why not us? I like it. Maybe it'll be the 7-bowl. Seven bowl 7-seed's bowl seven making it. There you go. Wouldn't that be a thing?
0: That'd be a something. That'd be something.
1: We can drink, Mike. Predictions. Predictions, Mike. Predictions. You go first.
0: Well, uh, I mean, on paper, I don't, I don't like the look of the game, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I look at a very young defense, uh, potentially a very injured defense against arguably the best quarterback of all time with... Is that really an argument anymore? Probably not. And then the other thing that's not really an argument is I think he's surrounded by the most weapons he's ever had in his career right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, I look at that and I get concerned now on the other side, the reason for optimism would be Vikings offense starting to play pretty well. We've got a lot of weapons ourselves. Um, but Tampa Bay's, you know, got a better defense, right? Uh, I'm not going to say that they're great, but I think they can stop the run. They can slow Dalvin down. And to me, uh, that would, you know, seem to point in the direction of Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm going to (sighs) say, I'm going to say something like 34-24 Tampa.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I just don't know that I'm fully there with the trust level, and I'm also concerned about uh, Kendricks, and, and I just, I don't know. I, I have concerns that uh, we won't be able to keep up, and we end up we end up losing a game to a good football team, you know?
1: You know, I, I think... Man, it is so tough to pick the Vikings in this game. It is, because <laughs> because there's so many things going against you. With, with Tampa Bay coming off a bye, with, like you said, the, the, the weapons they have, and not necessarily the weapons they have, just the veteran presence they have, that's going to be going against all these rookies on the Vikings defense. Um, then you add in, like you said, the factor of we don't know if Kendrick's going to be there, we don't know the status of DJ Wanham, we hope he's back, but if he's not, now you're looking at limping out your, your D-line that's basically consisting of um, backups at this point. Um, and your linebacker core, who is Eric Wilson, who wasn't even a starter until I think Barr went down. So um, <clears throat> there's a lot of concern there on the defensive side of the ball. But to me, this offense makes it feel like we're going to have a shot in this game, and it's going to come down to a couple plays, and it's going to be a lot tighter. In the, in the game as a whole, is just going to feel tight. It's going to feel close. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say.
0: Six and a half is the spread.
1: Six Just and like, a half, I think, that, I think the Vikings will cover that spread. Okay. I, th- I think it's going to end up like. I think it's going to be a weird score. I'm not going to predict a weird score, but I think it's going to be a weird score in there. 24 27. Tampa Bay wins. I think it's going to be close, and it's, you know, even if we don't win this game, if we play them close, I think we're still putting ourselves in that conversation where it's like, okay, listen. You guys got to, we got to talk about the Vikings because these guys might sneak in the playoffs and they could, they could wreck some teams. Well, and I think
0: realistically, right, if they lose this game, you're probably looking at needing to run off the final three. Absolutely. Um, to, to make but, the playoffs. Yeah. But Detroit, Chicago being two of those, uh, you'd hope that you're able to get those two done. And then a New Orleans team that you don't know who you're going to have at quarterback. It's a team that you've beaten in that building um, mm-hmm. or just beaten, period, over the last few years. Uh, so, so, so
1: we're in there's an
0: opportunity yeah, you know? to, to get it done regardless, but, um, yeah, it would be a lot more fun if we can go in and, and get this done here, because at that point you're going to not only kind of solidify yourselves, I think as, Hey, we beat a legitimate team on the road, mm-hmm. you're going to jump Tampa Bay. Uh, and yep. also not only are you, are not the seven seed, you're, you're likely going to move up into that, um, you six seed six. Or, and, yep. uh. You know, different things can happen then going forward, where you know you can be helped out by other teams as opposed to just having to win out. Um, you know, and, and nobody likes to kind of backdoor their way into the playoffs, but at the end of the day, it's all about it's all about just getting in there and, and getting that chip and chair. So
1: just just get there and, and you have a chance at the dance, and that's all that matters, right? I mean, yeah. anything can happen. We've seen eight and eight Giants teams win the Super Bowl against uh, sixteen and zero Patriots team, right? We've seen it. Just get, just get in the dance and just let, what, what it fall where it falls. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah, it's definitely some interesting football ahead. Um, it, it can only get wilder from this point on. You know, this this season has been a season of just new things that I don't think we were prepared to, to experience. No. Like, like football on Wednesday, like three Monday games, two games on, on Tuesday. Sometimes it's. It's been a wild one, you know, and uh, how fitting of the year to close out with some some wild NFL playoffs. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, looking I'm, forward to Sunday. You know, it's get ready for it, guys. Fantasy get, playoffs. This, this, yeah. It's, oh, 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 don't even start a fantasy. Okay. No one, no one cares about my fantasy team, but you know, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> Those of you that are listening, you, you, you probably know. A couple, of you probably know, but uh, yeah. Um, anything else, Tampa Bay, Mike. Made our predictions. We, yeah, we I, set think, our piece. I think it's, at this
0: point, just just have some fun. Yeah, uh, get ready, gear up. You know, treat it like treat it like uh, you normally would a big game that we've been in over the last couple of years, right? Yep. So kind of fun to actually have that in the cards. Um, I think most of us are in areas where you can't be doing much else. So
1: yeah. it's it's a meaningful game in December. I think that's all you can can really hope for is that you're playing meaningful games in December and January, and it starts with. Getting some of these wins in December. and Yeah. Let's do it. You know, why not make a run at this thing? So, well, that's going to do it for us, Mike.
0: Until so, next week.
1: Until yeah, next week. You know, give us a follow. You know, if you like listening to us, tell your friends, tell your family. That's what we're here for, you know. Just come check us out. Climb in the Pocket Network. I'm at Namok7 on the Twitter. Uh, musky underscore Mike. I think we haven't said that for probably about the entire season, but there you go. Come check us out. We love interacting with you guys, and we'll see you on the next one, guys. Let's
0: go.